Friendshiping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This episode is sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate, it is the original fan-powered subscription. Loot Crate partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates. The crates are boxes of pop culture themed clothes, keepsakes, and other fun branded stuff. It's like a gift you give yourself every month that is delivered to your door. You can choose from a ton of different crates, from specific franchises like Marvel to general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi. Loot Crate works directly with creators and licensed partners to make new products that fans will be stoked to see. Use code FRIENDSHIPPING for 15% off at LootCrate.com, or you can go right to Loot Crate with the link in our episode description. That's code FRIENDSHIPPING for 15% off at LootCrate.com. I'd like to add a personal endorsement. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Is you that would? okay, Jen? Yeah. Um, my brother had this really uh, cute idea to send a Loot Crate subscription to um, a, a uh, family member who's headed off to college. And so uh, our family member will have uh, an adorable little thing that arrives every month, which I think is just precious as hell. Oh, that's such a good idea. They can decorate Isn't their dorm. Cute? I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Investing in yourself and not a crappy friendship. Oh, yeah. Love thyself. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, once again, excited to get into this question. Because I think this is going to be one of those times where we lovingly yell at the asker just a little bit, just a, just a little bit. And also because um, you're all fucked up on pollen and allergy meds and I'm all fucked up on lack of sleep and mold count. And so we cannot be held responsible for the contents of this episode whatsoever. Where am I? What am I doing? Oh, my God. All I know is sneezing and snot. All I all I know is snot. I googled this morning Chicago allergy whatever and um, it said like pollen count high whatever count very high something something very no. high. The only thing that wasn't high was ragweed so I got that going for me. Ragweed not yet not yet blowing through the blowing through the streets. I'm pretty messed up right now on allergy meds. There's always one day a year usually around you know May April where it's like allergies are my whole day. And that is today. It's happening. It's happening. Thank you for letting me complain. You know, this is a space for that. Thank you. Thank you. So I I'm I'm on a lot of allergy meds right now. I'm feeling a little loopy. The combination with that and caffeine. So I don't know what's going to happen in this episode. I mean, I never I never really do. But today I truly don't. I'm uh, I'm sorry that I was distracted. Roast beast, my three legged cat. As you all know, I have the two cats. Sorry. She walked in here. For the first time ever while I was recording. And Jen, listen, when I set up my recording stuff, she jumped right on top of it as though she were readying herself to be a guest on the show. Oh, my God. She should. She should host in my place this week. Texas Trin. Texas Trin. How does what do the cats think of the new place? Oh, they don't think they haven't a thought in their heads. Uh, (laughs) Darga. Uh, Dargo went to the dentist yesterday and uh, came back. Uh, speaking of things that are high, my cat, extremely, extremely fucking high last night. <laughs> he uh, was walking in circles. He was just like very wobbly, just letting out these little sad, little weak meows. It was very, very cute and very, very uh, adorable. 
And apparently my next door neighbor uh, must have seen him being freaky in the window because she came to visit this morning. What? Oh, my God. What? You got a yeah. neighbor visit? Oh, this is always so, always so exciting when you get a neighbor visit. OK, so, OK, OK. I got to I got to preface this. So I <laughs> this is going to be the most it was the most passive aggressive interaction I've had, like, in a while, first of all. Oh, and you're not even in the Midwest anymore. No, I'm not. This is a whole different level of passive aggressive. <laughs> this is the bless your heart pa- passive aggression. Oh, right. I, I was I was not fucking prepared, but I also was prepared. So to preface this, okay, let me just like, give the the, the 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 quick overview. I understand her feelings, and also I understand my feelings. So let's just let's just put that out in the air. That that's how we're starting this off. You can you can't be mad at her. Who? What? What am I going to call my neighbor? I was thinking Susan. What do you think about Susan? I'm a fan. Yep, Susan it is. So uh, my partner and I moved in, What was it two, three weeks ago, two and a half, something like that? Not very long ago. And I have been very anxious about the fact that we have been waiting for our lawnmower. And Jen, you know I hate lawns. I think that grass right. lawn culture is terrible. Right. It's just, it's one of the worst things that we do. It's one of the worst things we do as a society is have lawns. But I do understand having neighborhood pride and wanting your neighborhood to look nice kind of thing. Uh, Because my dad was like very, very into his like lawn and garden and all that. So I I have always I've been very nervous this whole time and very anxious that like the neighbors are like mad that we haven't done anything to our lawn, that I haven't cleaned, clipped the bushes. It's just been the thing that fell the lowest to the list, especially because our lawnmower is arriving late. We ordered it a, a while back. Anyway. So let's just start there. Oh, no. I can see where this is going and it's making me upset. <laughs> okay, but but wait, but wait, don't don't judge Susan yet. Okay, because we're going to get there. All right. Because here here's another thing that is important. I knew moving to Texas, I knew because everybody told me that I should have introduced myself to my neighbors by now. I knew it. Everybody was like, you're the first thing you got to do is like, just go like send him a note if that if you can't go over there or whatever. But like your neighbors are going to expect you to say hi. And so I knew that. But like it just again, it never made its way to the to do list because everything's just been fucked, fucked <laughs> like around here. And just 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 by the, the sheer number of things I need to do. So I this morning, it's nine o'clock. I'm uh, looking like a real hipster in my kitchen with my Stardew Valley death metal shirt and my cranberry leggings on. And also, I'm a little cold this morning, so I threw on my partner's oversized jean jacket. So I could not look more like a yuppie transplant from Chicago, I would say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't think it was possible. Also, I'm drinking like a, like a fancy little coffee drink oh, while I'm my working God. on my MacBook. You liberals and your fancy coffee. But so, so okay, and to her credit, so um, Susan rings our doorbell that we just installed because we didn't have a fucking doorbell. That's, that's the kind of shit we're doing around here. And I turn and um, first, I'm thrilled to see that she is indeed wearing a mask, which is like, you know, not always a given, even in Chicago. Right. Absolutely. So I was like, oh, this we're going to get off on the right foot. I can't wait to get off on the right foot with this person. (laughs) So I go and I answer the door and I'm like, hi, like you're our neighbor, right? And she's like, yeah, Um, I was just coming around and I can't do the accent. I'm not even going to try, but she's got the Texas accent. 
I, I just wanted to come by because um, I, I wasn't sure if there were people living in here. And I just wanted to see. And I saw a cat in the window. And, you know, I just wanted to double ch- check and see how everybody is. And, and I was like, oh, that's so sweet of you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm so sorry. We, we should have come by and said hello. We've been here a couple of weeks. It's just there's such a oh, we're doing so much stuff. And Jen, as you know, I talk a lot. Like nobody should ever ask me to give like a legal deposition ever because I will give you <laughs> every fucking piece of information. You ask me a yes or no question, like you're going to get an essay because like, I just, I don't know. I'm an open book. Okay. So I start talking right away and I'm just like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Susan. And oh man, I, we, we would have come by to say hello, but you know, we've been waiting on our uh, lawnmower to come in and like, you know, it's just been so much, which is, we're, we're basically, you know, adjusting to a whole different existence. And she was, oh, so where are y'all from? And I was like, well, I'm from Chicago and Connell's from Canada. He's he's actually at work right now. We both work at home. And I was like, uh, and it's, it's, that's probably why you haven't seen us. She's talking and she's like, and she starts saying, this is when the passive aggression starts. She was just like, yeah, I was real unsure if someone was living here because, you know, I saw a moving truck, but then, you know, I just saw the lawn grow and like, I didn't really see people outside. And like, I just saw the cats in the window. And she was definitely implying so many things about us. Like, it was just very like. I was just like, going to say that. She's uh, she's yeah. really hitting you hard. She's, <laughs> but she's letting, but here's you, what she's letting you know Go she ahead. doesn't, she's letting you know she doesn't quite agree with what you've been doing. <laughs> Right, right. And like, and and here's the thing. I can't help but respect her because she closes with, and I got to let you know, I know I am the nosy neighbor. I admit to that. Like, I'm a little bit of a busybody. That is, that's, that's, a, that's part of me. And I was in my head, I'm like, I didn't say this out loud, of course, because that would just confirm I was like this yuppie liberal emotions hippie. Uh, Susan, it is so good to know that about yourself. I love I'm that. I'm so proud of I you. Know. That's exactly what I would think and say. That's literally like language my therapist uses. My <laughs> That's amazing. Man. Oh, God, I'm just, just I'm having flashbacks to some of the other passive aggressive shit. She's like, so what dragged you out here? <laughs> so She's oh like, it's very ob- as though like it's very obvious you don't want to be here. But it's like, you know, I, I, you're right. I don't. I, that's the thing. I can't be mad at Susan because she is right. She is right. She's got you pinned down, Trin. Right. I never thought I would because we were buying a car. Never thought I'd own a lawnmower. I never thought like I never in a million years would have thought I'd li- I'd live in a suburb outside of Dallas. And to be honest, things are going like I know we keep talking about how like, you know, it's so much work. It's so much work. It's so much of a transition, but it's fun. It's an adventure. It's whatever. Like, I'm going to be happy. But she's not fucking wrong. Like, I would have stayed in Chicago till I died if we hadn't moved out here for his job. Right. Susan's the oracle. I know. Thank Jen. Thank you. I am so glad that we're seeing eye to eye on this because like I, there's still plenty of room for her to go full Karen on me. Like for sure. That's but but there's a reason why I have not nicknamed her Karen yet is because I, I think it's just it's it's a cultural difference. And I think we're going to see eye to eye. She showed up in a mask and you know, I just want to think the best for Susan. But I think it's going to be OK because uh, the first thing, because Connell actually came to the door at the very end of the conversation to say hello. And as soon as I close the door, he goes, I have to bake her a pie. Oh, good work. <laughs> oh, good work, Connell. Like, that's a good, that's a strategic move for the neighborhood trend. You want to, in the beginning at least, until you know more information, I think you want to be aligned with Susan because she's the yes. keeper of the information. 
Absolutely, Jen. Jen, thank you. I need to start. I mean, like this is you and your survivor knowledge. Like absolutely. I need to start making alliances. Yes, absolutely. You got to make some alliances. Keep your alliance until you don't need it anymore. And right now, it's, it's right now. It sounds like she's a good person to have on your side. Going to draw on the power of Susan. Um, <laughs> speaking of um, keeping people around us who we're really not sure if they're if they want to be around. Uh, the question this week is is so rough, and I feel so much for this asker. And let's do our fucking best, Jen. Uh, would you like to read the question? Yeah, I'm going to try and get through this. Me and all my snot, we're going to get through this. Okay, let's do this. I believe in you and any mucus you may produce. (laughs) Hi, Jen and Trin. I have a friendship that I'm worried about. I'm worried that I'm more invested in it than they are. It's like I am putting in a lot more effort than the other person in order to maintain that friendship. I almost always send messages first. I make all the plans to spend time together. And I feel like if I didn't do this, I would not hear from this friend as often. And that really breaks my heart. But I also don't feel strong enough to do that experiment of, I'm just not going to text them and see how long it takes before I hear from them. I have some other friends that I feel like I should focus on for a while, but I can't get my brain to do that. Instead, I feel myself obsessing about the level of communication we have with each other. I feel like this would be easier to do in non-pandemic times, but currently I live alone. And while I describe myself as an introvert, I do feel like this year, being alone by myself has really made me miss people. And I often feel forgotten about just because of my friend's object permanence. I'm just not physically around. So I feel as though this exaggerates the exa- I feel like as though this exaggerates the issue. I feel incredibly stuck on this one friend in a way that I am not with my other friends. So I feel very caught in this loop of waiting to be talked to and sending messages that don't always get replies. I'll be honest, sometimes I feel like people forget about me since I haven't been in front of them for over a year. Thanks for any advice you might have. Pronouns he, him. Okay, buddy, it's time. It's time for some self-love boot camp with Sergeant Trin and Admiral Jen of different branches of the non-military because that's just not what we're about. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We're the opposite of the military, whatever that is. What would be the opposite? I guess the Peace Corps. Um, (laughs) Can you be an admiral of the Peace Corps? It's fine. This is not important. What's important is that Buddy. Okay, so you are devaluing yourself. You are so much more valuable than this. And you are seeing this person as being so valuable. So let's talk about both of those things, about why you may think this person is so valuable to the point where you're ignoring your other friends and why you think you are not worth the time that they should be investing back into you. And Jen, we always talk about how, you know, not all friendships are exactly one-to-one. You know, sometimes it's like that song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You're my best friend, but I'm not yours and it's okay. But this doesn't sound okay. You don't sound okay about this. No, not at all. Man, woof. This is rough. I feel for you. Okay, so like Trin said, it is time. It's time to change. It's time to make changes. It's time to meaningfully invest in yourself and start to fill your life up, fill up your days with interests and hobbies that have nothing to do with this friend. Like, it's time to get busy. And like I said, get busy with things that aren't related to this friend. So if your friend loves bowling, you are going to do the opposite of bowling. And I don't know what that is. Tennis. Sure. You're going to do tennis instead. (laughs) (laughs) Big ball, little ball. I think you're right, Turn. I think those are the opposites. Um, But yeah, you need to fill up your day with good stuff. Like, what if you focused all of this concentrated energy on 
not on this friend, but rather on uh, things you like doing, things that make you feel good. Books, documentaries about nature, video games. You can watch a movie and then write about it on Letterboxd, which I don't do, but um, I might get one because all my friends write funny reviews and I want to read them. Um, you can, <laughs> If you need some so, like low-key but meaningful social interaction, what if you went on Twitch and like watched people play video games and then you said nice things in the chat and made some friends? Um, you can cook, um, I don't know, read whatever occupies whatever occupies your brain and brings you some joy. I want you to chase that because this loop you're stuck in is just no good. It is no good, my friend. And you know that because you're writing to us. You know it's not good. So it's time to break the cycle you're in. And yes, that will take some effort. I love the suggestions that you gave, especially like popping in to watch some streams and talk in the chat. I think I talked about this maybe last week, but who gives a shit? We'll talk about it again. Um, I popped into the Loading Ready Run uh, Twitch uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was like the most social interaction I'd had in actual months. And it felt so good because they're all so nice. And like, obviously, there are plenty of uh, Twitch channels where like they're not the friendliest of communities, but you can find those. and, And I just feel like you have these needs. You have these unfulfilled urges. To be close to somebody is what it sounds like. And you are not getting them fulfilled by this friend. And again, we know that you have other friends that you are ignoring, but there could be a reason why you're ignoring them. So we want you to have social interaction that has nothing to do with anybody else for a little while. That's why. And then after that, then let's, let's focus on the next uh, the mental chore, which is I am going to force myself to talk to the friends that I know love me. Yes. Okay? Yes. Um, and this is not to say that the friend that you um, have very, very strong hyper-focus for, this is not to say that they don't love you. I mean, there are many explanations for why somebody is not a reciprocator. They could be even more introverted than you are. They could have something meaningful in their life that is drawing their focus away from their friendships, such as a global pandemic. Uh, That could be part of it, but it also could be um, a loved one is having a rough time or they're taking care of somebody. We always mention these things. But here's the thing. The problem really isn't that your friend is ignoring you. The problem is that you are hyper-focusing on the friend and that is making you really, really unhappy. And I think that, again, in tandem with the self-love and the uh, investing in ourselves and the hobbies, I think it is worth examining why you may be so hyper-focused on this friend. What is it about this person that is so amazing? I can't quite suss out what it is because uh, you didn't really talk about this friend and why you like them so much. Like you really only talked about your feelings about them. Uh, So maybe there's a reason why that's missing. Do you not really understand why you feel so strongly about this friend? Consider that you might have additional feelings for this person other than friendship. And it could be romantic feelings without sexual feelings. I mean, it could be sexual feelings without romantic feelings, but I feel like those would probably come through in the question. I want to know also, could it be that it's the cool club syndrome? Uh, Cool Mm. club syndrome being that uh, the clubs that let me in are not cool, but the coolest clubs are the ones that never let me in. Like, that's kind of what this sounds like. It sounds like you are ignoring the people who are accepting of you. And it could be because you think to yourself, if they accept me, that just means there's something weird about them or wrong about them. (laughs) Right. 
God, yeah. You God, know? that's familiar. Yeah, I get that. And it so goes hand in hand with devaluing yourself, which we definitely think, at, at the very least, we know that that is true. There's just definitely another layer here. There has to be a reason why you are prioritizing this person over the people who actually reciprocate because you have other friends. Take some time to think about that. Have some conversations with yourself about it in the shower. And again, it's not as important as the component of we want you to love yourself more and take care of yourself better. But it is something that may help you in the future identify your relationship patterns. If you know more about this relationship, you'll kind of know more about yourself. Sometimes when, I, when I'm stuck in a situation like this, what, what comes into my head is the voice of my therapist. And it's a very good, useful, productive voice. So this is a good thing. And if I were in this scenario and I, was just, and I said all this aloud to my therapist, what I think she would do is I think she would very gently ask, well, describe this friend. Or why? Or what are their attributes? What are their positive attributes? Like she would just start asking questions. And I think maybe you need to start doing that to yourself because there's a description missing here of this friend. And I'm so curious what it is. It resonated with me a little bit because I remember my freshman year of college um, when I was in in a new place and I didn't adjust well to the change and I accidentally made just one friend and um, it was great and then we were terrible to each other after a short amount of time. I know, it was really stressful at the time. Um, Like if she didn't text me back, I was like, well, she hates me and she has many other friends. And then like one time I got teens relationships. I know. And then one time like I got dinner with my roommate instead of her and she got really mad that I didn't invite her. Like it was it was not good. It was so it looks nothing like my friendships now, which is great. Um, But we all grow. We all change. But anyway, what I'm saying is like, is this is that resonating with you at all? Are you guys like not good to each other? Maybe like are you are you maybe not? Is this friendship actually worth pursuing or like why? Why are you fixating on it? Why do you think you're fixating on it? I just want to know what your relationship is like, too. When you get a text back from them, are you exhilarated that they texted you back? Are you relieved? I bet you're relieved. Oh, that breaks my heart. You're like, oh, oh, they texted me back. That probably means um, we're on on good standings and uh, I have no reason to be anxious. But then you probably are anxious again when they don't text you back the next time. Oh, my heart. It seems like you get validation out of them when they do reciprocate from you. Mm. It seems like you get more more out of that than other people. If I had to guess, and Jen, you know I've guessed wrong in the past, but if I had to guess, I think that the asker sees in this friend qualities that they wish they had or something like that. I think that this is a... I feel good by association. Because again, like we're going back to the, you don't feel good. And when they respond to you, you feel extra good and exhilarated for whatever reason. So we need to get that same happy feeling, but without them, because we don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. But you don't. It's not that I was a big sharer my freshman year of college, but I do remember sharing a little bit about this toxic friendship that I was just discussing. I discussed it with my dad, and he was so confused. He was like, Jen, it's, it's one person. Why are you so worried about one person? He's not a big a dispenser of advice, which is good because I'm, I'm not a good receiver of advice. <laughs> but oh, uh, but that, there's some truth to that. You know, it's, this is just one person and one valuable, worthwhile person. But you know what? So are you. Yeah. I would so much rather that you liked you than this person liked you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right? 
You also mentioned that you were considering doing that experiment of, I'm just not going to text them and see how long it takes before I hear from them. So here's the thing about that experiment. No one should ever run it. Like, like definitely there's the, um, hey, I'm going to leave the ball in your court. I'd love to hear from you. That is not an experiment when you do that. When you do that, that is a, hey, these are my terms. Um, I, I love you. I care about you. I'd love to hear back from you, but I don't really. Um, so I'm going to leave the ball in your court and I'm letting you know that, you know, it's not a you just suddenly change your habits and stop talking to them, period. It's a an adult kind of I mean, not a conversation because this person uh, in this quote unquote experiment is not, you know, writing you back. But it's definitely more of a discussion and less of a let's test this hypothesis. Yeah, don't do that. If you do that, we are cutting off your funding. You are not getting funding from us <laughs> to do that experiment. Absolutely not. We can't we can't abide by that. I'm sorry. We're not we're not going to we're not going to advocate for that you do that. We're going to have to contact the academic board. It's just um <laughs> it's out of our hands now. I <laughs> uh, I I don't think that you should test this friendship. I think that will make you feel very bad. I think instead of <laughs> yeah. testing or anything, because because again, like, let's say you did this test, they don't test, like text you back or whatever, and then you feel bad. But, but here's the other thing about that. It's also meaningless information, because if you just suddenly cut off contact with them and they don't respond to you, then what's happening is they are still playing into the pattern that you both created, which is they are waiting for you to contact them. And and that is that so that that experiment is is flawed even because of that, you know, get your science right. Get your science right. Figure this out. Every time you get the urge to play this little game with yourself, do something else instead. You got to We're going to take a strong left turn every time this you start glancing at your phone, hoping for them to pivot. And this is going to be hard. This is habit breaking. This is cycle breaking. Yes. And it's hard to do during a pandemic when you, you kind of have to fill up your own days. And oh, I know, I know it's hard, but it really has, you really are going to have to come up with an, a quick alternative that brings you joy instead of hanging by the phone for this person, because that's not good. Yeah, absolutely. Jen, I love that. Um, having something that you can pick up in your hands and do when you feel sad is so good. That is why a um, long time ago, talked about this on the show, I made my ADHD blanket, which is a terrible, yeah. terribly crocheted <laughs> blanket. It's huge, huge uh, crocheted blanket that I made because I needed something to do with my hands while I was in meetings to distract me. And also when I was anxious, I'd pick it up and start, you know, crocheting because it takes your focus. That could be a musical instrument. That could be a handheld video game. That could be a snack. Honestly, I don't I, I personally am all good with uh, comfort food and eating for comfort, dude. Like if that's what you need to do to feel better, uh, fucking pick up that popcorn and those potato chips. OK, go for it because you're going through something that is hard and that is difficult and do the things that make you feel good and happy and comfortable. Carbohydrates, video games, movies, the things that take all of your thought to love. Like for me, it's um uh, space documentaries lately. I just, Ooh. I can't get fucking enough of space documentaries. Nice. Dude, Jen, can we do a sidebar about the space documentaries real quick? Yes. So I've been watching the space documentary about how we can only perceive like 5% of the matter in the universe and the rest of it's fucking dark energy and dark matter. Oh and I watched this thing and it's narrated by um, like the German scientist from Pacific Rim. You know, the guy like he's great. He's doing a great job. And then I, I, I stop watching the thing and I see 
The space documentary is from 2003. It's from 2003, Jen. We have had almost 20 years. (laughs) 20 years more of fucking space information. So I fall into a Wikipedia (laughs) hole because what the hell else am I going to do? Because it's the end of the documentary and there's no more documentaries about dark energy and dark matter. Jen, the shit we don't know about the universe freaks me out every second of every day now. But in a way that actually I find fascinating and, and entertaining. Oh, yeah. You got to find the kind of documentary that sparks your, 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 like, maybe your morbid curiosity. Like, sometimes I do want to watch, <laughs> I want to watch, like, a crime thriller. And other times I'll turn on the crime thriller and be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen that's going to ruin my week if I watch this. So <laughs> what's going to be your morbid curiosity? For me, it's documentaries about the Amazon River. Um, I think I've seen every one by now. There's one I'm hunting down that I cannot find anywhere. Um, I even was going to rent it on Amazon, which I did not want to do. Um, but it's not even available there. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I might like buy a DVD player because I have got to see this. It's about this guy that walks the entire length of the river. And uh, why? Because he wants to. And <laughs> and I got I got I got to know. I have to know what he's seen. So anyway, Trin, I'm totally I'm totally with you. I spend a lot of time. Um, you got to occupy your brain with something weird. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. Like if not like, you know, holy shit space or oh, my God, the Amazon. I'd say that the strongest force in the universe, stronger than dark energy and dark matter, which is pulling apart our universe every second gen, just FYI, um, would be righteous anger at the system. So uh, let's take this energy and learn about some local causes and get fucking angry. Make some calls. Hey, Tammy D, uh, uh, Dickie D, gonna need you to stop fucking shit up for once. Like, you couldn't see me, but I was making a phone hand because I was talking to them on the phone. You can can do that. Channel this energy elsewhere, but channel it into you. When you get all fucked up on space, when you get all mad about politics, uh, when you get like, holy shit, the Amazon River, that is actually investing in yourself because those are emotions that already exist that you are pursuing. And you have an emotion that exists that you are pursuing, and it's I love friend, friend love, love friend, one friend, this person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we want it. We want to change the channel. We were going to change the channel now. Picture one of those old school little dials that was on like the the rabbit ear TVs. Like we are we are going, we are no remote control. We are walking straight over to the TV and we are clicking the dial. Yes. And I love that metaphor so much. I can't tell you how many times in the past year I've been like low and my husband's like, Alexa, put on an Amazon documentary. <laughs> One time we found one where this guy decided, and I this is so silly, but he decided he was going to swim with, uh, he was going to be the only person to swim with live feeding crocodiles. And it was so, I just, I was what? like, this is, you should not do this. You should not do this. And my, my mood turned to rage, just like you said, and indignation and curiosity of being like, why, why, why? So <laughs> it was an outlet in a way. <laughs> it was an outlet. It was a distraction. It got me out of my mood, out of my low mood that I, I needed something and that something was television. <laughs> and like, I want, I want you, friend, to start, uh, yeah, change the channel. Change the channel. I want you also to feel like you are special. And I know oh, this is very Mr. Yeah. Rogers, you know? 
And I know that I think, especially millennials, because uh, boomers were so very, everybody gets a, a medal. Fuck you, boomers. You're the ones who handed out the medals. Um, mm. But I don't want you to feel afraid of feeling special, okay? Because you are. Being alive is the weirdest thing. The fact that we have consciousness, it is, it's, so, it's so incredibly inconvenient and magical. Uh, I want you to remember that the configuration that you are is unique. And that person is worthwhile because that person exists. That person is experiencing the universe. I want every part of the universe that feels to feel good. And you are part of that, okay? I'll be mad at you if you don't feel better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was useful. But <laughs> but you will disappoint us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love oh, this train. And I, I think this is the the allergy mud speaking, but I've been on this track lately of how lucky I am to be alive, how lucky I am. I have a birthday in the next month and how lucky I am to be aging. Like, how awesome is that? That's so cool. I got yeah. all these cells doing shit. Yeah, this is definitely allergy meds. I'm pretty stoned right now. <laughs> no, no, Jen, Jen, Jen. I think about that all the time. Oh, my God. Like, I just think about the fact that we are constantly growing. Like, it's the whole, like, our entire body, like, renews all of its cells every seven years. So what the fuck am I? Am I the same person I was back then? Holy shit. What am I? Am I the genetic code that's inside of me? Why am I? Why do I think things? Why do I have thoughts? Could I have fewer, please? Like, all of these things. <laughs> Are, it's been my entire brain. So I'm so glad that it's not just because I'm high. So wait, wait, you you are high on meds. So uh, you know what? Let's, uh -oh. let, let's ignore uh -oh. that. <laughs> We're going to ignore that. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Uh, let's talk about you, Asker, you and your problems, because uh, we can solve, solve those from afar or at least feel like we did. So in conclusion here. Um, again, I, there are two pieces of this. There, There is the lack of value that you feel for yourself and the outsized value that you feel for this person. And you are having some very, very strong emotions. And there is definitely an explanation for those strong emotions. And it could be, I don't know, romantic or sexual feelings, sure. But it could also be that you feel cool by association or you look up to them so much that when they interact with you, it feels like a little gift that you get every time that you don't feel with your other friends because they accept and love you. And there must be something wrong with them if they accept and love you. There are so many potential explanations for this. But the way forward is the same. The way forward is to invest in yourself, to look at yourself as somebody who is special, who is unique, who is worth taking care of. And remember that that other person is just a fucking person. You know, they're just some guy. They're just some guy. Yeah, I, I like the word guy because because it's just so like it's just some fucking guy. I don't think that there is a gender neutral equivalent to just some fucking guy yet. Uh, but when we get there, I will use it. Uh, yes. If anybody has suggestions, uh, email us at friendshippodcast at gmail.com. I'll wrap up by saying I want you to start asking yourself what makes you feel worthwhile and valued. It has to start with you, but there are also external things like what makes you feel loved or valuable other than text messages from this person? I would say I like uh, when I can when I have a chance to truly help someone out. That makes me feel good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm having a hard time answering this question for myself right now, which is maybe maybe a sign I, I should ruminate on a little <laughs> bit more. Um, it's been a tough year. But um, I think start looking for those things that make you feel better that have nothing to do with this friendship because they exist. They do exist. And if they don't exist, consider the possibility that you may need to seek some help from a professional. 
this could be a sign of um, some sadness that needs to be talked through with somebody um, who is not a podcast host um, or maybe <laughs> is, is a therapist and a podcast host. I mean, I can't rule out that possibility. There is a way forward. We know you're going to do better. Uh, fucking love yourself, buddy. Okay? Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it or we'll, we'll be pissed off. <laughs> do friendship at yourself or we're going to jump through the internet. And I don't know what we would do. We'd just give you a little shake and say, and wag our finger. I was going to say that. I would point my finger at you and say, no, no. Like I do when Mavi asked me for treats <laughs> 12 times in a row. No, no, Mavi. You just had one. No, no, Dargo. Stop dragging that towel into your water dish fucking again. <laughs> God, this cat. I tell you what. Anyway. <laughs> He's uh, doing experiments. Been... He wants to see what happens. We encourage that trend. I want to believe. I want to believe that he's a little scientist, but I think we both know that he has never thought anything in his life. <laughs> <laughs> he's never had a plan. Never had a thought. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, hey, we'd love to hear from you for really any reason. Um, go ahead to our website, friendshipingpodcast.com. Go to the tab that says get in touch and you can send us a message. Make up a fake name. We love to see your fake names. Or you can email us. Email is also totally cool. Uh, friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at us or watch us on Twitch, hey, guess what? Very convenient. We are do friendship on both of those platforms. Wink and finger guns. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, our uh, designer who made everything that we do look beautiful. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for the creation and singing of our fantastic theme song. Um, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back for how good the theme song still is. Uh, and thank you, Monica Verma, our literary agent. And thank you all for the listening that you have done this day. And you're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. We work at home, so we're kind of, you know, in there. And she's like, well, I love a couple of... Ho oh my God, that's the doorbell. That's Susan Oh again. my God, she's back. <laughs> she might be. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>